Welcome back, my fellow creatives, to Story Cuppings. We have had to tempor temporarily relocate blah, 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 uh, because of the internet stuff. <laughs> that is Blondie. Blondie, say hello. Hello. We are here on our. It's our sixth? Seventh. Seventh. Yes, you're right. <gasps> we are on book number seven. Oh, man. So we are on our seventh episode of Blondie's Books, where we have been doing sort of a 12 days of Christmas uh, setup, but it's 12 days of reading recommendations for your the middle grade fantasy reader in your life. No, not always fantasy. You've got some other things lined up, but definitely for the middle grade reader. One who loves books, loves adventure and exciting fiction. And I just, I hope that you, that this gives you some ideas on things you can get and help inspire that little reader to keep on reading and find new authors they love. Like today, I forget, where did you come across, first come across this book that we were looking at, Blondie? Um, I think in the Sun Prairie Library. Okay. All right. No, I could see that being a library thing. Yeah, and I see it has a very pretty fox on it, so yes. I figured that got your fancy. I've, re I've redrawn it like 500 times. <laughs> so what is the book we are looking at today? Foxcraft the Taken. All right. So this is by Inbali Sirlis. Uh, I'm not very good with names, sorry. All right, well, let's let's take a listen at the first chapter of Foxcraft. My paws slipped on the dry earth. I kicked up shrouds of dust as I hurled toward the fence. Swerving to avoid it, I righted myself and dived under the splintering dead wood. My pursuer was gaining on me as I grasped for the wild way, the tangle of greenery on the other side. I caught the rich aroma of hazel and cedar. Cedar? I don't know. The dry and... The quiet... Cedar, I think. The quiet and peace of the world beyond the web of grass. <clears throat> His shrill cry shattered the silence. With a huge surge, with a surge of panic, I squeezed beneath the fence. Cla clods of soil cl clasped at my belly, tugging me back. My heart thundered in my ears. For a distant, for an instant, the dead wood enclosed me, pinning me to the earth. The grass mocked me, tickling my whiskers. With a desperate shake, I was free. Lost in the green maze of the wild way. That's quite a first page. So we have. Here, I just want to take a look at this. So we have a little bit of uh, some unique word choices to help with world building, but nothing so outlandish that we wouldn't understand what's being communicated. Uh, like wild way, we can guess that some sort of wilderness, forest. We don't know for sure yet. But we know it's not something with, you know, buildings and paved roads. Or, I don't know, Blondie's giving me a look. Am I, am I wrong? Is... You'll find out later. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just making guesses. I have not. This is the thing. The whole reason that we're doing this is because Blondie has been asking me, When are you going to read this, Mom? That's how she sounds. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> but, you know, she's been asking me to read a lot of these books. and I'll get to it when I get to it. That's what I sound like. And um, I notice you're not arguing about that. Um, and so 
I finally with this December thought, okay, it's time to finally experience some of these stories she loves so much. So that's why we're here. And we've gotten through one page and it's pretty exciting. We have a creature of some sort. We can kind of, we'll, we could assume it's a fox, even though it isn't specifically said, but considering the title of the book, I think it's a safe assumption. Okay. Um, but escape. I mean, we have come to the story in action. And that's, that's pretty cool. And that's a pretty slick move. It's tough as a writer to be creating action immediately that your readers can understand what's going on and still also be intrigued about what is going on. Now, what got your attention in that first page, Lavi, when you were first reading this book? That there are foxes. Okay. All right. I guess we better get to page two. Okay. Stooping snowdrops bobbed on their stems, snaps of white light. I held my breath. A pointed snout poked under the fence, stabbing the air. The fox's amber, amber eyes caught mine. The black slits narrowed. Fear murmured at the back of my neck. I calmed myself. I was safe. He was too large to shuffle beneath the fence. He smacked against it with a growl, his slender black foreleg reaching through the gap, his claws grazing the earth by, by my paw. I reared back, keeping my eyes on the fence. I couldn't go any further. He knew it, too. He drew himself away, his leg disappearing beneath the fence. I could hear him pacing. Flashes of his mottled red coat, mottled red coat were, were visible each time he passed the gap. Then he disappeared from view and grew quiet. I was quiet, too, inhaling the air. I sensed the fox, the shape of his body, the silver and gold dappled brush of his tail. I pictured the color in the eye of my mind and felt the bristles of his tail hairs as though I was touching them. For an instant, I saw the far side of the fence and tasted the frustration that tingled on his tongue. I knew this fox like my shadow. My ear rotated. A bird was, a bird was calling in a nearby tree. It was large, its feathers glossy black, and it paused when I, it spotted me. It dipped its beak, stepping nervously from foot to foot. Then it arched its shimmering wings as though su summoning storm clouds. With an angry caw, it rose in the sky. Wood shrieked as I spun round, my heart lunging against my chest. He had thrown himself at the gap. He burst through in the shower of wood chips. My stomach clenched and I bolted, plunging through the grass. I threw a look over my shoulder and saw him for an instant as he hunkered low down to the ground. In a flicker, the fox vanished before my eyes. The air in his wake had, had a gossamer sheen like light bent through the wings of bees. The earth was a blur of grass and soil. Whoa, 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 whoa. This, this dude just vanished? Yeah. That is... That is, um, not... Not normal. I just want to say. Yes. Is it, wait, we're we're only on page that happened on what page two, three. So hold up. So already we have a fox that's trying to escape. Well, that's pretty obvious. Adventure. Yeah. We're chased by another fox, but this fox can do magic. So now we have, and it did not, again, it did not take long for the fantasy element to get involved. We were, we began in action, and now the fantasy element has gotten involved. 
I mean, we could have guessed it again because of the cover. But, oh. um... But... I don't feel lost. I mean, if anything, I'm surprised as a reader. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> the, the fox just disappeared? Because it didn't sound like he... In my initial impression of this fox that's chasing her... I'm, I'm assuming it's a her. Is it a her? Yeah. Okay, alright. So, this boy fox chasing the protagonist um i was really surprised because he sounded kind of brutish and yet not because the protagonist's details of his shape and form were really vivid uh which was really cool i mean the writer here took their time giving color and sense and shape to this fox and it on the one hand, that kind of pause could slow the pacing down. But I think in this instance, that heightened sense of the pursuer, you know, of the, yeah, of the pursuer, pursuer I'll say, just stretches the tension out further because we are seeing what we're up against in more and more depth. And we are more and more intimidated by it. At least I'll, I think so. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Get back to reading. I knew his tricks and blinked furiously, catching a flash of his pelt. I rounded a tree stump in a flurry of grass. When I glanced back again, he was in plain sight, his fur a blaze of red as he vaulted the stump. His breath was at the tip of my brush but I had a trick of my own. I threw open my jaws and called like the bird with the shivering feathers. I cast my voice into the twisted tails of the grass stems, to the fence, and the earth, and the clouds that gathered at the edges of the sky, mimicking the creature as best as I could. I zigzagged through the grass that snaked through my, around my paws, pulling and beckoning, slowing me down. I gave up. I gave it up. The calling. It wouldn't fool anyone. I snuck another look over my shoulder. He was dangerously close now. His mother at his muzzle at my heels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I All right, we're back. We had a little technical hiccup there. So, we were having a mother uh was muzzle. it the Oh, I'm sorry, a muzzle. I'm sorry. Okay, muzzle. Here we go. All right, back to reading. Perry, I yelped as he pounced on me and his claws glanced my brush. I might have known that 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 the bird call wouldn't stop him. I turned to face him, baring my teeth. Enough! I hissed. His eyes caught the light. Not till you beg for mercy! I started to run again, but with a final leap, he slammed his paws on my back and threw me to the ground. I bucked against his grip, but he was stronger than me. Mercy! He gasped. Say it! Never! I spat. He pressed his muzzle to my ear. Say it! Say it or else! Or else what? Or else this! He dropped on top of me, covering my face with long lashes, lashes of his tongue, licking my ears, my nose, and my whiskers. I growled and licked my brother back, tackling his, tickling his belly till he whimpered and twisted away, rolling in the dirt as I swiped at his neck. Hang on, so they're siblings! <sighs> well, now this just sounds like you and your brothers. That's like the opposite. <laughs> well, no, I mean... They don't lick you. Well, not anymore, anyway. All three of you went through that weird licking phase when you were tiny. 
Yeah. Hmm. But no, I mean, sibling rivalry and sibling conflict can be a lot of fun or sibling uh, allies. I mean, you think about it. We saw in Guardians of Gahul, there was already some conflict brewing between brothers. So here we have a brother and a sister. Okay. Um, and while it sounds like they can be pretty intense with one another, it's also kind of nice. It's a nice little surprise. It's like, oh, they actually get along. Well, that's good. <laughs> All right, back to it, kiddo. Do you know where you are? Okay, I growled and licked my brother back, tickling his belly till he whimpered and twisted away, rolling in the dirt as I swiped at his neck. <clears throat> you see, there is no or else. You may be bigger than me, but I'm cleverer. I always win. He allowed me to assault him with gentle nips. I let you win, he panted. I know what a bad loser you are. You're dreaming. I clambered to my paws and shook off my fur. Peary looked up at me, his head, his head cocked. Whatever you say, little fox, he geckered mischievously, a series of high-pitched stuttering clicks. Mad fox, bad fox, just another dead fox. It was something we often chanted together, though Great Ma complained it set her hairs on end. I'm not that much smaller than you, I scowled. He hopped, skipped, and turned on the spot with, with a cheerful wow, wow, wow. Little fox, little fox, you'll always be the little fox. I sprang at him, but he ducked out of my way. And you'll always be my foolish brother, I sniffed. He looped back to me, pressing the white of his muzzle against my neck. The game was over. I didn't fight him anymore. I closed my eyes and let the warmth of his body seep into mine. I could feel his pulse against my jaw. My own seemed to fall into step with it. We ran in the same kathump kathump, growing slower now. Kathump kathump. Fa stepped out between the tall grass. I hope we're playing nicely together, foxlings. Ma appeared beside him. Nicely? Her eyes twinkled. We hurried toward them, panting as they licked our ears, clicking and warbling. We're always nice. Yipped Peary, throwing me a look. Ma seemed ready to question this, but stopped when Great Ma approached. Like Peary, her fur was mottled in, in thick hairs of silver, ginger, and gold that glistened in the light. Her eyes were watchful, and she seemed distracted when we ran to her. The furless? Fa watched her face for clues. We stared over the tall grass. The wild way was a narrow area, little more than a patch of green between it between gray territories, dotted with a few gr young trees. The two-legged furless ra rarely entered here, but they were always close, baying, pacing, beating out the temple of their noisy lives. The Great Snarl was their world, forbidden to young foxes, a rigid land of towering buildings and manglers with unblinking eyes. Snatchers stuck when the sun was up, furless with sticks who rounded up foxes that were never seen again. Great Ma pulled her gaze away. Hang on. For the furless people. Depends on what you think. Now we're getting into this again. Okay, well, it doesn't sound like they're very nice, whoever they are. People in Arby aren't ni very nice to foxes. That's true. We tried to be nice to the foxes when they were around in our town. Yes, we didn't bother them. Yeah. <sighs> we try, but... Yeah, it sounds like we have, once again, uh, the Animal Society. Hopefully I'm not going to mess this up again. Okay. 
we have here again our animal society and a separate society that could be people or not because blondie's not telling me mm -hmm. um but again it's a bit of world building but nothing so outlandish that we are not able to keep up which i just think is it's not just an important reminder when writing for kids. I think that's an important reminder for writing for any age. I mean, just think of magical realism. I mean, you're expecting your readers to just accept what's going on as reality, as what is typical, what is normal, no matter how unnormal, how not normal, I don't want to say abnormal. That's got. Then I just think of Young Frankenstein, but it's just however not normal it is. We have to quickly get them to understand it is normal. Um, I had one like that. What was that a couple? That was in October. The book Hex about the witch uh, whose ghost has been floating around this town and has cursed this town for centuries, and now people just live with it. It's just there. It's always there to the point where it can, if it just shows up in your house, you have to you know report it to the local government that the that the witch showed up and then you just go about your day <laughs> you know it just it's it's just this is what is normal and here we have with these foxes this is their normal this is what they go through and here's hoping that no manglers is that the term manglers yes here's hoping no manglers or furless get our foxes see if you can guess what manglers are are you going to tell us? Okay, fine. They're cars. <laughs> well, I could see that being a mangler, because that's what happened to the foxes in our town, remember? At least the one. Sad. Because here we were all excited. There was a little community news article about the foxes and their kits. That one got hit by a car. Yeah. Well, here, let's get a little bit more of this chapter in. I don't think we're going to be able to finish this whole chapter, but yeah. let's try and get another page in. Hmm. Did you lose track of where you were? No, again? I found it. I found it. It was nothing. She lowered her muzzle and touched her noses. You play so rough, you two. Period, you're larger than Isla. I hope you remember that. She's tough as dried rat skin, he sniffed, giving me a friendly shove. Great must snout crinkled. All the same. I can hold my own, I piped up. Mad fox, bad fox, stop that, growled Great Ma. The snarl is dangerous. You shouldn't joke about it. Piria moved quickly Piria moved quick quickly to lighten the mood. Isla's bird call really threw me, he told Great Ma. She cocked her head to watch me more closely. Were you imitating a crow? My brush thumped the grassy earth. I was more interested in what Piri was saying. It really worked? Piri panted cheerfully. I didn't think it was your voice at all. It was coming from nowhere and everywhere. It was... One of his downy black ears flipped back. It was like the wind was calling, and the earth, and the grass, and I didn't know where I was. Then the bird call stopped, and I realized it was you. I tipped my head and watched him. Was he teasing me? But I... But it didn't fool you. My voice came out as a whine, and my ears were flat. You should have kept it up. You're getting too good at that, little fox. He nudged my shoulder, and I nipped him gently. You both have fine instincts said Great Ma, a hint of pride in her voice. She lifted her snout, and her face grew still. Her eyes stared unblinking, the tensing of whiskers in her, her only movement. A breeze is rising, she murmured. It is touched with river and ice. The rain will be here by first light. But the air is warm, I blurted out. Ma stepped closer, her ears twisting so that they pointed out to the sides. What simple life can save a fox's life? Peary and I spoke together. 
Watch! Wait! Listen! The tension eased on Great Mom's face when she looked at us with affection. That's right, Foxlings. Watch. Wait. Listen. The answers are written in the song of the sky and the rhythm of the earth. She raised her muzzle and sniffed again. I mimicked her, inhaling the fragrance of grass and soil. I sensed no dampness, only the mild air of the deep sun. The clouds fringing the sky were white and blinked at them, remembering from Great Mom's teachings that only the dark ones were heavy with rain. She must have caught the confusion in my face as she gave my nose a reassuring lick. Fog trod next to us. We should move the kill. It's in a shallow cache. The rain will spoil it. Okay. We're going to have to stop here. Uh, yes, because we had the interruption, so we're already at 20 minutes. Oh! Yeah. But, I mean, clearly we have a nice, we have a strong family unit. We don't have any familial conflict as of yet. And I'm not going to ask Blondie if that happens or not, because she's not going to tell me anyway. I like on how we have a grandparent mentor, because I always miss my grandparents. So it's cool to see grandparents present in, in stories. A lot of kids, I feel, could relate to that, because so many have a connection with at least one older relative. So that's always cool. And let's see here. This is a first book of a trilogy, right, kiddo? Yes, I've read all three. So would you recommend that folks read Foxcraft? Most definitely. Why, what do you think, what kind of reader do you think would really like Foxcraft? People who don't hate foxes but like them and um, like, like mystical magic and stuff. Because a lot of that happens. Mm, all right, because it sounds a little bit like it's a family thing, because the grandmother was listening about that whole voice throwing and the brother being able to disappear. Yeah, it sounds like there's some family magic going on. That's pretty cool. Well, then, what are we going to be reading now that we have taken our sip of Foxcraft? What are we going to be trying next time? A mystery with a dog. Okay, sounds exciting. I like mysteries a lot. Okay, so until next time, read on, share on, and write on, my friends. Cheers!